Welcome back to another episode of The Disconnect. I'm your host, Zach Hayes, with my co-host, Mr. Phil Hayes. What's up, what's up? Phil, we were going to do a certain topic. It was going to be (laughs) a Phil episode, but we're going to delay that by a week. Um, We normally record on Wednesdays. We're recording on Friday morning, so it's a little delayed getting the podcast out. But we got to talk about what's happening with the crypto world right now, because as somebody who has some of his money tied up in crypto. Yeah. My God, what a terrifying ride the last week has been. And people are rightfully freaking out um, because we're seeing not only the lowest numbers in 2022 for the big players like Ethereum, Bitcoin, Cardano, uh, uh, just to name a few, uh, Luna. We're seeing removal of 30, 40, 50% of their value just being completely wiped out. Doge is almost yeah. to where it was <laughs> when I bought it two years ago. And right. thankfully I pulled my money out of that crap coin. But I mean, yeah. gosh, the the way people are looking at this right now, they're saying, is this potentially the beginning of the end of crypto? Yeah. And this is this is why I I never got into crypto is because I just don't understand it and I don't it seems like it's so and you know everything I've looked up about it says it's high risk and you know well that's any it's stocks are high risk I mean there's volatility yeah. in that market as well and we're right. seeing that yeah but I, I feel like this is a little different because I just don't I crypto NFTs all that stuff I just I feel like it seemed too good to be true almost like so many people were making so much money. I'd see people posting on social media all the time oh, about t- young, money. young people who got in early were making tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars right. during some of this play. But now it's, I mean, it's gotta be scary. And that's why now I'm like, oh, I'm kind of glad I didn't get into it, but well, do, would you see this as an opportunity to get in now? Does it feel like, hey, I miss, I potentially missed that right. time before when everybody was looking at at a sixty nine thousand dollar price tag for Bitcoin? They were like, man, I wish I would have gotten in at at you know thirty thousand. Well, guess what? Now you can. <laughs> right. I no, I I still don't look at it like that because I st- I just don't think it's like stable enough at this point in time. It, it's it's something where I feel like there's like a couple people I know that are like, Oh yeah, man, I got a bunch of Bitcoin and like, that's going to be the new thing. Like sure. The U S dollar is done. And, uh, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Well, you know, what's interesting though, you with a Bitcoin, you see all this fluctuation. Yeah. You never see the fluctuation of the U S dollar, even though we know it doesn't buy us as much as it used to. I mean, that's literally the definition of inflation. Your dollar is not worth as much as it used to. I wonder if you saw these same charts of the U S dollar and what it's, what it's quote unquote value actually is because it's, we know it's not backed by the the gold standard anymore. That's been done since the seventies. But I, I wonder if you were as an investor, uh, able to see when you put your money into a bank, for instance, yeah. that you got to track this little chart that showed you up and down how much your money was actually worth. Because we all know that when you put your money into a savings account, you are losing money. 
Basically. You're losing money. Yeah. Uh, not you you are because that dollar is worth it's much worth less, less than it was yeah. before, but you don't see that as a negative return where you would on Bitcoin. Do you think that's on purpose almost? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They, Absolutely. They don't want you to know that your dollar is worth 50 cents of what it was worth before. Yeah, cuz we would be panicking the same way oh, that people yeah. who are invested in this crypto right now are panicking. Right. And that's the thing is like it is a newer thing. So it's kind of like, I could see people like getting kind of cold feet. They see a drop a little bit and being like, Nope, not doing it. Like yeah, it's, I, I just don't know because I'm not, I'm just, I'm not into it. I don't have any. So it's hard for me to say like what I would do. Of course it's easy to say now. Yeah. I would pull it out. Like, no, but, I think, I, I think you got to do the opposite. I think yeah. you got to hold at this point. I mean, this is how I've always looked at stocks or any sort of investments the same way it's not a profit until you sell, like right. those are paper returns. I mean, you can look at something and say, oh, my stock's up 200%. I'm, I, I'm loaded. Well, if you don't pull that 200% profit out and it goes down, I mean, that's that you don't you actually have that. That's right. why so much of this wealth is in this country is so fabricated, in my opinion. Yeah. You look at something like uh, Elon Musk and Tesla. Now- his net worth is based on the value of the Tesla stock price. Right. So as the Tesla stock price goes up, his net worth goes up because he owns so much. And I don't know if you saw, but he has said that he's reevaluating his Twitter deal. Yeah. Due to the fact that um, they're looking into like how many robots are basically in the uh, um, Twitter sphere in the Twitter sphere, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, that stock is down significantly over the last, um, you know, week here, it went from 873 a share down to 728 back up to 777 pre-market this morning. So you wonder, is he pulling out because he's losing confidence in the direction the market's going? You talked about it last week. Yeah. That's a big chunk to bite off. Right. And regardless of how many billions of dollars you have, that's still yeah. a big chunk to bite off. So it leads me to wonder, maybe Elon sees that buying this out of spite is not necessarily the best move for him with the direction. I, you know, he's, I think he was pretty, was he a doge guy during the whole? I think so. Yeah. So, so he's probably pretty invested in uh, crypto as well. Yeah. So when these things take such a significant tumble, which they, all these stocks are doing it right now there, we're right. seeing multiple digit losses uh, percentage wise on a, almost on a daily basis. And Amazon's doing the same thing. So you wonder, are these people starting to kind of say what Warren Buffett is preaching that right now your best uh, financial move is just to keep cash on hand? Yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's because I feel like I see a lot of like TikToks too, where like I saw recently where a guy's like, man, just max out all your credit cards right I now. I saw that. And don't pay them <laughs> off. And like, I feel like we're just in a weird, weird time. Uh, you know, we're so confused. Yeah. Everybody's so confused. Nobody knows what the right move is. And, <laughs> and we're looking at these things that are happening and we're like, like you said, Bitcoin doesn't make sense. No, this, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand the blockchain. I don't get, these are just no. digital recordings and, 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 and it doesn't make sense. Well, now we're starting to see the ramifications of it not making sense. 
And and really, the reason why the the actual reason for this tumble, why it initially started, was there was a there was a cryptocurrency that was supposed to be a stable coin. Like yeah. it was supposed to be tied to basically the dollar. I think it was this like Terra platform. Uh, and that was supposed to always maintain its value, like right. similar to the dollar. Like yeah. it was supposed to be on pace with the dollar. Well, that tumbled below a dollar okay. and it was all supposed to be based on algorithms so that, you know, once the value of one got higher, the people would theoretically exchange their profits for another, keeping it in balance somewhat. And listen, I don't know what I'm talking about with this. This is a very broad overview of how this works. But when that happened, confidence just crumbled because they're like, wait, the algorithm is supposed to protect us from this. Right. It's not supposed to lose. We're not supposed to lose like this. It's supposed to be safe. Nothing is safe in this world anymore. No. And that set off this chain reaction um, where Bitcoin lost, uh, all, all the Bitcoins lost, everything's down. But there was some speculation as well that this may have been a uh, a pump and dump by a couple of the big players in the financial world um, where they loaded up on, um, I think it was Bitcoin and immediately sold it off to create a panic in the market. And, and that was, I think it was Citadel, which has always been, they've been tied to the Robin hood um, yeah. thing as well. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, mean, they're, they're, they're looking at this and saying, Hey, you, you want to play this game where you, you know, you got on us, you got ahead of us with, uh, uh, the, the game stops and the AMCs. And you thought you guys were running the show here. Well, now that the chips have fallen a little bit, we're going to show you little guys, how the game's played and we're going to be in control here. Yeah, it's quite possible. And, and that's the thing is like those guys, I feel like they would hold a grudge about it and be like, we're going to get them back. But sure. like, I don't know that it's, it's the same thing with like how you were saying, like they just trust the algorithms with things like that. So I feel like everybody that has cryptocurrency, they listen to that algorithm. And when it drops that value, it's like they're all out. And that's what I always worried about with cryptocurrency. Like whenever I looked up stuff about it, I listened to a podcast about it when I was trying to educate myself a bit on it. And when they were talking about how you like mine for Bitcoins and stuff, I'm like, what in the world are they talking about? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me, but it seems like everybody- seems like a game. It does. Yeah. It seems like some type of video game. But what I've noticed is that a lot of people in that, uh, in that world, they're all on the same page. And so that's where you can have something like this, where it crashes because everybody like- they're kind of in a consensus with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all kind of looking for the next big wave to ride. And they, and I don't think you can, you can have these talking points and you can have these, like you can pretend, you know what you're talking about, but I'll, I would speculate that the majority of people who are holding crypto did not see this coming. They had no clue it was coming and it's kind of shaken up the whole confidence in the crypto industry. You've got stocks like Coinbase and Robinhood. Um, Those were taking some hits. Now I will say this Friday morning pre-market 
stocks are starting to to go up a little bit, and you also have um, you know crypto Bitcoin's back over thirty thousand. It, okay. it it law it went under thirty thousand for the first time in over a year. Right. Um, now it's back up over thirty thousand. I think this is just a a a slight correction before we see another downswing. Drop. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's still on the way. I've got. I, I really like that Cardano. I've, I'm heavily staked in that. Okay. I was probably buying it at an average of a buck. It was under 50 cents the other day. Yeah. It's back up to closer to 60 cents, which I'm more comfortable with. But like, right. I wonder the people who are like, if that's the only investment you got and that's what you're all in on, is is, is this going to be, uh, is this part of a trigger for the the recession? Is this Is this kind of seeing what's happening with stocks, seeing what's happening with, with crypto, uh, interest rates continue to be on the rise. Um, we've seen massive layoffs, right? Massive layoffs. They said, we're no longer talking about the great resignation anymore. We are into the, uh, the great resume because people are going to be dusting those off. It was, um, Carvana, uh, 2,500 layoffs. Wow. Peloton, 2,800 layoffs, the darling of the, uh, pandemic. Everybody was, right. was on their, their Peloton working out. Um, Wells Fargo said an undetermined amount of layoffs. Uh, Amazon has been talking about layoffs. They posted a three and a half billion dollar loss this first quarter. Amazon laying people off, laying people off. Like well, they that. have this really weird system in place at Amazon where you're basically only good for three years in their eyes. So after three years, if you have not excelled to a higher position, if you have not been promoted, if you're not somebody who has, um, uh, you know, worked your way up the ranks, they're basically saying you are, you're not, you're no longer valuable to us. Right. Which is an odd thing. They're doing this like churn and burn yeah. type system with their employees. So eventually you, if you, if that's your model, you're going to exhaust people after a while. Oh yeah. And, and you're going to be running low on people and those layoffs, I would say those might be the case of, um, they're hitting that pandemic mark. They yeah. started there. If you started there in 20, 2020, all right. So you were there 2020, 2021. Now you're in 2022. This is your third year. God. You're coming to the end of your road. So that might be where that's coming from. I think Quicken Loans, they uh, laid off about 2,000 people. How are these people who have been doing, uh, probably busting their ass for the last two years, writing unprecedented amounts of loans on a daily basis, when that market starts to slow down and you can no longer work there, Who's going to hire you? Where are you going next? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's a, it's a big question. And I mean, th- that's the thing is like, I think, I feel like everything's kind of in that direction though. Now it's like, everything is dropping off and I, man. Oh, I, you, you mean when we w- all our talk about this just doesn't make sense. This just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You mean finally everybody's coming to that reality. It could be. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, we, we, everybody knew that this was coming in some way, shape or form, but like, we just didn't know when, because nobody's really preparing for it. That was the other thing that I wanted to mention. Cause we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 
credit card usage is up. It's when you talk about the guy who's who's saying just max everything out, just do right. this. I think that's what people, some people are doing. Yeah. And that's, I saw in the comments too, that a lot of people were like, yeah, go max your credit cards out on like survival supplies. (laughs) Like honestly, on because, and that's honestly not a horrible idea. If you're thinking about living off the land and things like that, like where you're, you're like, I'm going to get out of society. I'm done with it. Why, why not go get approved for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, go buy all this stuff and then just never pay it off. Well, yeah. Yes. And no, that's a dangerous, uh, (laughs) that's a dangerous way to live your life. Dangerous game. But at the same time, I don't, realistically, the average person who's in that situation, do you think they're really going to get approved for a hundred thousand dollar credit card? I don't know. What's, what's like your max on your, I, I think even my personal cards, maybe 20,000 is the max on one of my cards. Yeah, but you could get a bunch of credit cards. <laughs> True. Like, you, if, you, you, if, could get, you could really start running it up. If you're going all out and you're like, I'm going to do it. All those, uh, you know, department store credit cards with the 25% interest, go sure. get them all. And then go to Home Don't, uh, Okay, hold on. Wait, I must, no, I must, say, I must <laughs> say this. We do not condone this. Infer- I, I am not putting maybe. that out there as financial advice. Please do not do this. Don't maybe, listen to Phil. Maybe you don't. I, <laughs> I think that's what you should do. Go get a bunch, go get like a hundred credit cards and max them all out on your survival gear. No, but I mean, that that's the thing is like, cause a lot of people were saying too, like, you know, they'll find you, they'll figure it out. But it's like, if you don't need anything from the government, if you, re- I bet you there are people out there that are doing that that like are actually doing things like that because they think everything's going to crash anyway. Okay. But then they come take your property. Yeah. They foreclose on your house. I mean, there's all, there's all these ways that they can do stuff like that. I would never, I would be very, very nervous about doing something like that. Well, yeah, obviously. I I mean, that's, I I don't really mean to do that, but that's, (laughs) that's the thing is like, I think that's satire. Yeah. But that's what the guy's saying is that like, everything is going to such shit that like, what I mean, what else is going to happen? I've, I've had this conversation now with probably four or five people just in the last week. Yeah. Are the, this was the question because we all know it's coming, right? We all know it's happening. Yeah. Is it going to be worse than 2008? Ah, man. It, do you remember 2008? I mean, that's not well, honestly, like I, I do. I remember it, but I, you I would have been, you would have been still like college age. I would have been yeah. just getting out of college in 2000, roughly 2008. Um, I didn't have a mortgage. I had right. a, you know, a low, maybe paying you're paying job. rent or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, but it didn't affect me in, in that way where I like really paid attention to it. But I do remember like that things were getting rough for people and, I, I would, ass- people were over leveraged. Yeah. And I would assume this is going to be worse, but I mean, I don't know. It's so much more multifaceted this time around. There's so many things going on around us that, right. you know, you've se- you're seen with, with the, the, the crypto crash and the way stocks are performing. You're seeing millions, if not billions of dollars being wiped out of the economy. It feels like it's coming from all angles, all angles right now. Yeah. And you know, you start to, to think about it and, um, the way people and and with these interest rates, part of, part of my thought process was, you know, 
why did they did they do that to slow one to slow down the economy obviously they is it because the like we know the housing market the supply was very low for that which was driving up these prices right but did they want to create this situation where it was more difficult and maybe the person would have to think twice before taking out a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage because they realize okay these first time home buyers they're coming out and they're buying a half a million dollar home. They're getting an interest rate of two and a half percent. Of course, they're going to borrow that money. Yeah. Now, I wonder how many of those people were getting fixed rate mortgages. Yeah. I, the, 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 what, what created a lot of the issue in 08, not only being over leveraged, was these variable rate interest loans that right. people were taking out. And they'd have these, or they'd have these balloon payments at the end. Yeah. Um, and that's what really caused people to uh, be able to unafford their homes. And you saw everybody get laid off, and it was they couldn't pay their mortgage. I I would I would be concerned about people who maybe signed on that dotted line, thinking this is my interest Look at rate. That rate. And it's not it's yeah, great. it's not going to change. But oopsie daisy, this is a variable yeah. rate, and now that it's up to six percent, we're screwed. And somebody made the point. Well, back in the nineties, people were paying twelve percent interest. Yeah, on maybe a hundred thousand dollar home, not a yeah. half a not a half a million dollar home. There, the starter homes in our area right now three fifty, three fifty. Yeah, for somebody who might make seventy five thousand dollars a year, it's stupid. I mean, because I remember when the first house that we bought, I couldn't believe how much we got approved for, and it's like we can't afford this house. Like, and not the house, because we didn't end up using the, the full loan amount, obviously. But what we got pre-approved for, I'm thinking, like, why would they ever give us that amount of money? It just doesn't make any sense. I, I think sometimes you they, the banks and the loan companies, they'll look at what you have in your bank account, and they'll they'll give you, uh, you know, this big old loan. And it's like, they they have to know that you can't afford that. But... They just give it anyways. Yeah, or they find ways to get creative with it. You know, and how many people who are getting approved were showing, yeah, we've got money in the bank because it was it was we were getting we were collecting unemployment and we were working yeah. and we were getting stimulus checks and we were getting child tax care credits, blah, blah, blah. You put all that together and all of a sudden, yeah, that year you did okay. Yeah. But when that dries up, what do you have? Yeah, I I don't know. And I mean, I I feel like that's what a lot of people did. They stacked those stimmy checks and they uh they they were kind of riding the wave, but like you you have to at some point they have to know that like that's going to ruin everything, but I I don't know. I guess we'll see what ends up happening. So I'm reading that they're saying that um so the adjustable rate mortgages are are only about four percent of all the mortgages sold, so okay. that's not terrible. No, um, but the uh, there's uh, on this uh, some of these reports are saying they were starting to bring them back in um, 2022. Of yeah, course, right? Of course, the bank's wanting to bring them back in 2022 because they they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And I, I think that's always a scary situation to be in. Don't ever, you know, 
do a variable rate mortgage. And the cap, the cap on a variable rate mortgage is 25%. That's Could you imagine? Paying 25% interest oh on my a $350,000 home. That's terrifying. Yeah. You're never going to pay that off. <laughs> no. I, I mean, do you think we've hit the bottom as far as the, the, the crypto goes? Do you think we're at the bottom of that? I, I have zero clue because I know nothing about crypto. I mean, it, it never made sense to me. NFTs don't make sense to me. Like, I, I think all of it's kind of ridiculous. I think it's a fad and that's okay. just my opinion. So if you think it's a fad, in your opinion, is this the beginning of the end? Is this the, yeah. the are, I, is crypto going to be something that we're talking about in 20 years? No different than bonds or stocks or no. uh, real estate? No, I, I would say it's going to go away within hmm. the next you know, ten, I think it'll be always be around, but I don't think it's going to ever be a significant thing. See, I tend to disagree. I tend yeah. to disagree only because like, yes, um, a Bitcoin has dropped 50% in value, but that has also happened three other times in the history of Bitcoin. Yeah. So this is no different than a lot of your stocks or gold or silver where it's, it's a risk. It's a market. It ebbs and flows. There's going to be times of highs and lows, but like you just got to be careful with investing. Like look at the peaks and the valleys of these, look at the trends, look at what it's doing. Take a look at Bitcoin over its lifetime and see where we're at. You can kind of compare these charts and it'll start to make sense a little bit. Um, diversify. Don't just be all in on crypto. Yeah. Like I, I really, I would really recommend to some of these kids out there who, if you're in your twenties and you, you do like this investing, like put some money into your Roth IRA. It's such a great tool for, um, long-term investing. Um, there's a reason why they only let you put so much into it every year. It's because it's a good investment. Otherwise, yeah. now granted, my mine's down about 20% on the year, but over overall, I mean, it's not terrible because it's tied to the market. So the market's yeah. down too. So we can't look at something like crypto and say, oh man, that's, that's a fad. It's going away because the stock market's doing the exact same thing. And yeah. the, uh, when you get more of these institutionalized uh, brokers getting in on the crypto exchange, getting buying Bitcoin as an investment, well, guess what? They hold a massive amount of it. So Zach Hayes selling his half of a Bitcoin ain't going to do anything to the market. But when these guys right. dump hundreds of thousands of Bitcoins at a time, yeah, you're going to see that shake up a bit. And guess what? Just like stocks, the people in the know are going to know when to dump before you and I do. We're seeing yeah. the effects of everything. And if you happen to get out at the right time, it's purely based on luck. Yeah. Purely based on luck. It's because something will set that off. And, and look, some of these stocks went back up because you've got investors who looked at it and said, CEOs of the company said, uh, this is a bargain. I'm going to buy yeah. now and I'm going to get it back up. But I I don't think we've, we've seen the end. I think... Stocks are going to continue to trend down. Um, you know, they're talking about, you know, even a, even a company like Ford, the chips are still an issue. Yeah. The new lightning truck that comes out, $100,000. 
hundred thousand dollars for for uh, a An truck. electric truck. Yeah, yeah. Who can afford that? I won't be buying that. <laughs> I did see my uh, a buddy of mine. He sent me a link. Uh-huh. You know how I got the old Scout, obviously. Right, yeah. Volkswagen is bringing back the Scout in 2026. Pick one of them up. I know they've got. They're gonna do. They're gonna do an SUV and a, a truck that's all electric. Wow. For 2026, and I'm like, how cool would it be to have a 1979 Scout? Right. And a 2026 a one. 50 years apart basically yeah. and that's those are your two rides you'll have the I, i'd have dad to get and it. the son what's that you'll have the dad and the son yeah and, and and i i just i hope they don't completely blow it like they they've done on some the of the bronco yeah I, still, I know you hate the bronco I but i'm still it. not completely against the four when you when you get the four-door version and it's all like fully loaded they look kind of badass it's better it's better but it's not not my favorite car all right so as long as there's no crazy things happening in the market next week, yeah. we will be having the fill episode because it is going to be, it's even weirder than we thought just because after we talked on the last podcast, we were like, holy shit, this is kind of weird. Yeah. This is weird because we both kind of experienced something very similar. So we'll get into that next week on the disconnect. (laughs) Um, But until next time, keep those portfolios diversified, guys, and uh, keep an eye on the market. And the struggle is real.